What got you there with got you got you What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney We're back for another episode of What Got You There And today we're joined by the host of Kitchen Hustle Charles Chen Charles is a TV chef and wellness entrepreneur and he's the creator of Dinner Club at one point in his life, Charles struggled with his health and weighed up to 260 pounds. Charles was pre-diabetic, lethargic, and had no motivation. Since then, Charles has lost over 100 pounds, reclaimed his health through adopting a whole foods lifestyle, and is now passionate about helping others live their best life. Charles, welcome to What Got You There. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me, Sean. Oh, there's that positivity I love. My listeners are certainly going to hear that soon enough from you, but you're someone who's constantly bringing positivity, good vibes in the world. So I love that. That was why I wanted to get you on what got you there. So before we get into your backstory, everything you're doing today, how do you start your day? I have my five non-negotiables and one of them I didn't do today yet. Oh, bad, bad, Charles. (laughs) It's all about balance, but here are my commitments that I do. Five non-negotiables. First thing in the morning, I like to count my blessings, so gratitude. And then the next thing I do is meditate. I love kind of just kind of having a stillness and a moment to myself to set the intention for the day. And then the third thing is to drink or do something good for your body, whether that's tea, green juice, or like a smoothie. Um, It's kind of like a self-love, self-care thing. And then the next thing is to journal. I like to write things down, affirmations. I write what I want to affirm in present tense. And that's very powerful. And then the fifth thing is to do something active, exercise. I guess I actually hit all of them. So there you go. Cleaning as exercise. I definitely was running <laughs> around the apartment and I was cleaning the floors and all of that. Because I'm a big believer that your environment definitely is a reflection of your reality. So if I don't have a clean apartment, I can't focus. I can't think clearly. So, yeah. Oh, I love that last point. I'm the exact same way. I notice my desk is messy, my kitchen. It just seems like I am not in flow. I'm not in sync with everything. So I love hearing that. And then, man, the five things you start your day with are awesome. It's, It's funny. The reoccurring theme we hear across a lot of our guests is the journaling, the meditation. So did this practice, has this been a recent thing for you or have you been doing that for a while? So I grew up with a very spiritual mother. She was always into meditation. So I was exposed to meditation at a very early age. At the age of, you know, seven, I was brought to like these sanctuaries and we would meditate, but I didn't really fully understand what it actually meant. I mean, I would basically fall asleep to be honest, like when I went. <laughs> but what I did observe is that these people were looking for a sense of awareness and they were so calm and with ease and there was no tension or anxiety. And that, at an early age, I realized, wow, this is different. Something's different here. You know, the energy here is a lot more calm. People are not reactive. So I definitely knew the power of it, but I definitely drifted away from it when I got into middle school, high school, and then came back to it um, after I had my whole transformation. Okay, awesome. And you mentioned the transformation. I mean, here you are, an uber successful TV chef, wellness entrepreneur. I mean, you must have been healthy and active your entire life. Is that not the story here? No, no, no. <laughs> it's fun. Like, I always call myself an accidental chef. People ask me, how did you get started in food? Honestly, food almost killed me, but then it actually almost, and, and it saved my life at the same time. So 
food, I numb myself with food. I used to eat McDonald's every single day. I weighed 260 pounds, which is like 100 pounds heavier than I am now. At the age of 15, just rock bottom, pre-diabetic, no energy, complete opposite of who I am today, uh, filled with anxiety, just couch potato. I never got off the couch, watched so much television. Nowadays, I don't even have time to watch television um, because I'm very aware of what I put into my mind. Um, Yeah, I I, I transformed my life through food. I realized, wow, I was eating only processed foods at the time. Now let's swap out the processed foods and let me get into the kitchen and actually start creating my dishes. So that's how I got into the kitchen to really heal my body because I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I mean, it's funny hearing your story. I actually have a similar story. Um, When I was in the fourth grade, 140 pounds, huge, and I was just tired of feeling that way, lethargic, um, decided to lose a bunch of weight as well. And so it's it's just funny seeing you today, seeing how much energy you have, how active you are, your lifestyle. It's interesting hearing that backstory. And then I saw that Instagram post of you the other day where you put up that uh, younger photo of yourself. I'll have to share that with my listeners because uh, that's a pretty impactful photo. So you mentioned that got you into the kitchen. So what were you cooking up at that time? Um, was there any influences you had at that time as well? Anyone who helped show you things in the kitchen? Well, I definitely told you I watched a lot of TV. And one of the shows that I watched a lot of was Food Network's Emeril. Emeril had that live show where he had the live audience where he was cooking up things and people can actually taste in real time. He definitely was a big inspiration to me. I know he doesn't cook the healthiest, but what he really kind of instilled in me at an early age is that Food is fun and it shouldn't be intimidating. It should be an experience. And that's what I took away from that show. I was like, wow, if he can do it and he whips it up so fast, I was like, you know what? I can do it. So I started researching different ways to create different recipes that I love, but with healthier ingredients. And that was kind of like a creative challenge for myself. I didn't want to deprive myself. I don't believe in diets. I wanted to create a lifestyle change for myself. So I just started swapping out, you know, the most delicious favorite foods that I loved and created healthier swaps. So you mentioned that lifestyle change at such a young age, only being 15. What made you finally take that leap to lose the weight and change your lifestyle? Well, I was diagnosed as being pre-diabetic because I came from my family who has a long history of diabetes and cancer and all these different ailments that we all kind of know someone who is going through. And at the age of 15, you know, being diagnosed, my doctor said, yo, if you don't change your lifestyle, you're going to die at an early age. I was waking up in the middle of the night, just like reaching to breathe and like panicking because I couldn't breathe. I had asthma and heart problems. And I just realized, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Like my friends are outside playing while I am lethargic, filled with anxiety. I was going into high school and you guys all know like high school is filled with different social, you know, dynamics and lots of bullying in school. I just didn't want to get bullied anymore. I didn't want to get picked on. I was like, you know what? This is my opportunity to change my life, reclaim my health. I knew I had something to offer the world, but I couldn't do that unless I had a healthy body and a mind. So I realized, let me invest back into myself just seems like at that point in your life, you can go two ways. You can keep going down this this bad journey or what you did is you completely changed everything around and attacked a healthier lifestyle. We just had Amy Morin on who wrote 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And for someone to lose 100 pounds, you have to be incredibly mentally tough. Where do you think that mental toughness came from for you? You know, that mental toughness, I love that you brought that up, Sean, is 
living for something that's bigger than yourself. And I realized that all successful people that I know, um, who I've interviewed as well, is that they have a deeper connection to their work, to their mission. And at that point, yes, I had a little bit of success losing maybe 15, 20 pounds. But I realized that to attach your transformation with just vanity reasons, such as getting a six-factor, wearing, fitting into that pair of jeans is not going to get you up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go to the gym. It's not going to help you stay committed when you are tempted or to fall off a wagon and just not get back up. So what really helped me have the major transformation aha moment was to realize, wow, for me to transform my life is to show the world that they can do it too. I wanted to help other people. I always knew I wanted to be of service. And I realized that when I changed my lifestyle, a lot of people looked to me for inspiration. And I wanted to just show them that, yes, you too can change your life and you don't have to suffer any longer. Wow, very well said. And I love the service side of things. I mean, you're, you're truly impacting a lot of people right now and helping them live a healthier lifestyle. What do you think was one of the hardest parts of your weight loss journey? The hardest part that a lot of people don't talk about, which I'm a huge advocate, is your mental health. Um, one thing is, yes, we talk about the foods and what to eat and yes, to exercise. But the one thing that I am a huge advocate is your mental health. So that's why I instilled a practice of doing meditation first thing in the morning, having some sort of mindfulness, because it's one thing that I lost all the weight. I lost me like 50 pounds and then closer to hundred, but my mind hasn't caught up with my body. And by meditating or doing yoga to do you know different exercises, you get in tune with your body and you realize that everything is interconnected. Your thoughts become things. It becomes manifested into the physical world. And you know that's why I focus so much on, okay, yes, now that you've lost some weight and you're eating healthier, your mindset when you're eating that food is just as important as whatever you're eating. I'm so happy you hit on mindset and how these all coexist. We just had Eric Wall on, who's a performer, and he goes through a midlife crisis at 30, and he mentions the exact same thing. Um, if his health, his nutrition, his meditation, if all of that's not in sync, he's not going to be feeling the best that he could be and how he should be. So is there anything you would recommend to someone in a similar spot in their life, not someone just solely focused on losing weight, but maybe making a change or overcoming some adversity in their life? Yeah, I honestly feel like it's a holistic approach and everything is interconnected. So whether it's you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to gain success in your career, or you are trying to become a better father or mother, whatever it is that you're trying to do, it's all connected and you can't go wrong with having more stillness. Anytime I get stressed out or filled with anxiety or just overwhelmed, I go into nature. So I would say nature is free. Everyone has access to nature. Go outside for some air. Go take take a walk. Don't you don't have to meditate. Meditation is not just sitting still in a Buddhist like you know uh, platform and just kind of like meditating with your arms out with your eyes closed. Meditation is everything you do. And I realized that as I am getting busier, that everything I do is a form of meditation. Whether it's washing that dish and like giving it your all and being present. Whatever you do, stay present. So if you're in nature, soak it in. If you observe nature, nature doesn't rush. I think a lot of times we have these goals that we want to hit and we get overwhelmed because we're like, we're not hitting these goals. But if you look at nature, there is a time and place in different seasons when things blossom and bloom. 
And there's a time when it needs to, you know, refertilize and then get the sun, the adequate water, all of that. So when you realize that there's something bigger than just ourselves and we're just a little piece that you realize that you're not fully in control of everything. I truly believe that we're co-creators. We're not just a creator. We don't do everything. Yes, you have some power, but I feel like there's a part in place where you just have to surrender and give it up after you've done everything on your behalf and then allow the universe to do its work. Wow, I love that quote, nature doesn't rush. And you mentioned going for a walk. I think that is one of the best things I do for myself when I just go for a walk and I'm just part of nature. It really helps clear my mind and helps me focus on the rest of the day. So speaking of the rest of the day, you have a million things going on. I have no idea how you keep everything straight and how you keep up the energy. So for you, what's a typical day look like and how are you sustaining healthy energy throughout the day? Yeah, so... To sustain my energy, because yes, I am traveling a lot and running around, is definitely making sure I get my non-negotiables in. So the things I talked about earlier, meditation, affirmations, gratitude, exercise, doing something good for my body, and also self-care. Because before you can give to other people, you need to give to yourself. It's just like the oxygen max thing that we hear about all the time. I take a nice bath now. I have learned to just unwind. Either it's in the morning or at nighttime, some Epsom salt magnesium bath and just allow myself to center. And I think the busier you are, the more important it is for you to slow down. And so then you're not doing things reactive mode, but you're doing things in a state of flow and calm. I think there's a difference. When I don't meditate, I realize that I'm reacting to everything that comes to me. When I do meditate, I observe and then I respond. There's a difference between responding and reacting. And most people are reacting to everything. Wow, I love that quote there about reacting. I'm definitely gonna go back and rewind that. I think my listeners should as well because that's very impactful and how you react to certain things really does have an impact on your life. So I wanna talk a little bit about Kitchen Hustle where you chat with lifestyle experts, best-selling authors, high-achieving athletes on how they fuel their bodies, mind, and spirit in the kitchen. Uh, I know during your show, you go through some quick, simple biohacking tips and recipes for peak performance. Um, how did you begin Kitchen Hustle and can you talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, I mean, I told you how I started, you know, my blog and then I I started doing some shows for Food Network and different networks and as I've like worked in the industry, I've realized something that I bumped into a lot is that producers and production companies have their own vision and I've gotten into the entertainment business, you know, with a mission and with a cause, with something that I want to talk about. I didn't want to compromise my my values and my mission. And there was many times where I was caught in situations where production companies are like, we really want this idea. But I think it's important for anyone who's in the entertainment industry to realize that you have to utilize the media. Use the media for something greater. Don't just be on TV because you want to be on TV. And I'm not desperate to be on television. I want to use the platform to make a difference. So that's the difference. Um, so I started Kitchen Hustle out of a passion project. I fully invested it in myself. I was like, you know what? This is something I love, which is I started in the kitchen, but I'm also a hustler. I have things that I'm super passionate about, and I'm so curious. Ever since I was little, I was very curious. And I want to know that I know that the top performing athletes and high, high achievers have a different way that they approach their lives. And I'm sure, Sean, you know. 
that, you know, like everyone that you interview, they have their own process and you just want to understand and kind of help your audience get better tips and lifestyle hacks so then they can improve their lives. So that was the main choice is like just kind of blending those two, being in the kitchen and also uh, how to fuel your hustle starting in the kitchen. So you mentioned some of these guests. Who are a few of your favorite guests you've had on? Anything that they taught you? Gary Vaynerchuk is awesome. Uh, he is a true hustler. And <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone who's got more energy and stamina than he does. It's unbelievable. And what, yeah, he's awesome. And what I love is that regardless of how successful you are, he hustles and it's coming from a deeper rooted mission and he wants to make a difference. It's not about the financial gains. And if you talk to most successful people like Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, whatever, yes, money is great. Money is just, um, it's just like, um, I don't know, it's just energy. So when you get abundance of money, it's just because you're providing so much value, but you don't work for money. You know, you create value. And most of the most successful people I look up to, they're focused on value. And I think that just looking at someone's drive, whether or not they're like financially successful, but that they're so committed to their work and providing more value is such an inspiration. So he's always a great reminder of like, cut the bullshit and just focus on value. And I love that. He keeps it real. I mean, it's been cool to see his transformation over the past two years as well. Um, I mean, I know he's taken his health, um, his nutrition, his diet, exercise, everything uh, into concern for him because he was understanding the long-term benefits and how if he wants to be an ultra-successful entrepreneur, if he's not having his healthy state, he won't be able to do that. So it's been cool to see that. Uh, Any other guests you've had on that you really enjoyed? Marie Forleo was cool. She was fun. She's a lifestyle entrepreneur. And she is the founder of B-Schools. Lewis Howes was great from School of Greatness. He's awesome. Who are some other? But honestly, some of the people that I interview that I'm most interested in, they're just everyday people who are hustling and just making things happen. And I interviewed, we have some interviews coming up, a colon hydrotherapist who talks about the benefits of your colon health. I interviewed a girl who had gastric bypass surgery who was about almost 400 pounds, and she transformed her life. Yes, that was the step that she took to transform her life. But the main thing that I was very impressed with her was that she allowed her mind to catch up with her body, and she did the work. Because most people who get this you know, gastric bypass surgery, they just think that this is a miracle kind of cure, and then they just eat whatever they want. But she was very conscious of her body and she was talking about self-care and how the dating life has changed for her and a lot of self-love. And I thought that was really beautiful. So we're really excited. There's a lot of interviews coming up that I'm super stoked about. Yeah, I can't wait to check those ones out. And we'll make sure we have everything linked up in the show notes as well. But you mentioned kind of putting in that sweat equity, that time um, that persistence. Can you talk more about that specifically how that deals with when during your change, you mentioned that it wasn't just a diet, it was a lifestyle change. And I think there's a little disconnect there. A lot of people think, Hey, I just implement this diet. I'll lose the weight. Life will be great where you really have to change your lifestyle. Can you hit more on that? Yeah, I think. Okay. So when people come to my events at Williams Sonoma or Whole Foods, cause I do a tour with them and I t- teach cooking classes and lifestyle tips to get people healthier, one of the things I get asked all the time is, I want to lose that last 10 or 20 pounds. How do I do it, Charles? And they think that I'm going to respond with food or, you know, like exercise. But I respond by saying, 
who have you not forgiven? What have you not released? Hmm. And they're like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I said, <laughs> everything. The, the fact that I transformed my life and I stayed committed was that I forgave myself. There was a lot of guilt trip that I gave myself. Every time I would fall off the wagon, you know, our negative self-talk comes in. And that's why I advocate for the, the importance of meditating and also affirmations because it's, you know, you're going to fall off the wagon. That's the reality. But to stay committed, if you have a greater mission in mind, and also if you have self-care, self-love, you're going to stay committed and you're going to be persistent. And I always say perfect effort, not perfect day. Like there's not going to be a perfect everything or circumstance, but you can give your perfect effort every single day. And every day looks different. So you can't beat yourself up about it. You just got to be patient with yourself. Just like I talked about nature, like nature doesn't rush like it didn't take you overnight to gain all this weight. So why do you expect that you can lose it in 10, 10 days? You know, so be patient. There's so much things. And most of the time I talk about that, you're kind of whatever your blockage is internally, it has to deal with something that's deeper rooted. Everyone wants a quick fix in the Western culture. Like, yes, just a quick pill, miracle diet, whatever to fix things. But you don't realize it's layers and layers of things. And it, all stems from our childhood and a lot of things that we need to release, reconditioning. So I'm a big believer about like conditioning your subconscious mind. This goes into like deeper stuff, but that's why I fill my mind with so much new positive knowledge. Because if you don't know better, you're not going to do better. So if you're stuck in the same thought patterns, trying to do the same thing over and over again, you're just going to drive yourself insane. So I always say, you know, think new thoughts, affirm new things, and then ask yourself, when I meditate, I sometimes ask, who have I not, not forgiven? Because a lot of this resentment or relationship stuff that we carry on from relationship to relationship become really heavy. And those literally hold things in. You know that when you're stressed out, you can't eliminate as properly. So you hold things on, you know, your love handles, all these things, they're all connected. So the way, the more you can release is that you're allowing, you're letting go. So there's something powerful about like saying the words, I forgive, like I forgive myself. I forgive all those that I've done wrong, but like doing that practice in your meditation, whether that person is alive or not, or, you know, like you could just send them love. Like the worst thing is to hold resistance or negativity towards someone because it's really just eating you up inside. Wow. Very well said and some great points there. So I want to talk a little bit about diet. What are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing just the average person make with their diet? And are there certain things that they could change? Yeah. Some of these things I feel like are safe for everyone, but I always say take everything with a grain of salt. I'm not a doctor, so consult your doctor. But um, low sugar, I try to keep it as low in sugar, even fruit sugars, like watch your sugar intake, do low berries. Um, you know, low sugar berries and things, fruits that are lower in sugar. Cause sometimes people think, Oh, it's fruit. I'm going to eat a bunch of fruit, but fruit turns in, you know, to sugar and turns into fat. So it's like, you just want to be, be careful about that. And also don't avoid fats. Like fats are healthy. Fats fuel your brain. They sustain you. So eat healthy, whole fats, like avocados, coconut fat, um, almond butter, whatever, like different nuts, whatever you can digest easily for yourself. Do that. And then what else I say is to just eat as much highly, you know, high fruits and vegetables, less processed foods. That's the best. And then don't give yourself guilt trips. If you're going to have a burger, 
enjoy that freaking burger. Like be <laughs> it's state of mind. Like don't freak yourself out about it. And don't label foods as bad or good. Like it's always about moderation. Yeah, no, over the past year, eliminating those sugars specifically with extra fruit and then adding more fat, two of the changes I've implemented and have noticed considerable differences. So I would recommend that one as well. So I love your recipes, your food. I mean, you do an amazing job with both presentation and then how good they are. I can attest that me and my wife, we made uh, the yummy balls this weekend. Are there any recipes um, my listeners should be checking out? My chocolate avocado mousse is like amazing. So if you want a dessert, yes, it sounds weird. You're using avocados, but it creates the perfect consistency. And I think I mastered this chocolate avocado mousse without any dairy. And it's ridiculously scrumptious. No added sugars. I use dates to sweeten. Um, Another dish is I love tacos. And all my friends and family can attest to this is that I grew up in California. So I have a coconut ceviche taco that I made and it's ridiculously scrumptious. And if you don't like coconut, you can also swap it out. I have a tilapia option as well. I love coconut. So we'll certainly be trying that recipe. One of the number one questions I got when uh, some of my listeners knew you were coming on is about supplements. I think there's um, so much confusion with supplements. Are there any supplements you take on a pretty consistent basis? Yes. Uh, I am a big advocate of supplements, actually. You know, you get a lot of mixed conceptions in the media and from different experts. But I believe in supplements because a lot of our fruits and vegetables are actually demineralized because our soil is so depleted. So I believe in supplementing, especially when you're traveling, if you're not sure that you're going to get all your daily um, you know, nutrition in. So I take a multivitamin that is a food base so then it's easily digestible. Um, that's something that, and also supplements, just to keep in mind, I wean on and off of them. So then my body doesn't get used to it. Um, I do omega three, um, from like fish oil probiotics is something that I take almost every single day. So definitely probiotics. Do you have a specific probiotic you recommend? Um, I use a dairy free one, but just whatever works for you. I mean, there's different brands that I use. There are some that are refrigerated, um, not all good probiotics need to be refrigerated because there are some probiotics with different coatings. Um, and you have to, I know that you have to be very cautious of when you do buy probiotics that the capsules are not going to break down before they get to your gut. Most of them are made with like vegetable glycerin, like coatings, and that will dissolve before it even gets to your gut. So you're not really getting any of the beneficial probiotics. So make sure if you buy a probiotic that it has a thick lining coating for the pill and that you're actually getting it. Or you should just get it in food. You can also get your probiotics in sauerkraut, kimchi, fermented yogurt, kefirs, all of that. What about any supplements um, specifically around post-workout nutrition? I know there's a lot of questions around that and a lot of confusion as well. Do you do anything specifically post-workout to help refuel? I definitely do turmeric. So I love, love, love turmeric for its anti-inflammatory benefits. I also sometimes do collagen. Collagen is fantastic for your joint health, hair, skin, and nails. And then another thing that I've been experimenting with and I'm still trying to figure out is BCAAs, which are you know, uh, Sean. Yep. The branch chain amino acids. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so far so good. I mean, I found a very clean one, but I'm still looking at different brands because most of them have such like strong flavors, which I don't like the free artificial flavors. So 
I've been looking for a very clean one. I'm sure you can recommend me something, Sean. But um, yeah, I feel great after taking the BCAs has made a difference in my workout and seeing like just kind of my muscles recover and all of that. Yeah, no, that's one of the toughest things I found across all supplements is just so many added non-essential things that they use for flavoring and colorings. Um, So I can definitely shoot you some over some notes uh, after the call here. But no, thanks for that insight there. And you mentioned the inflammation there. Can you talk a little bit more about inflammation, why it's so harmful and other things that we could be doing to help um, limit the inflammation in our body? Yeah, definitely. I feel like environmental toxins are something that people don't talk about too. Every day we're breathing in toxins, whether it's paint or, you know, dyes from our shirts or just you know, pollution from the air and different products that we use have different residuals or whatever foods you eat, there might be chemicals in. All of that gets built up into our system. So when it gets built up in our liver or kidneys or our colon, that's when you start seeing that you're allergic to certain things. So when people say that they're allergic to things, I feel like these are all things that we're dealing in this century and that it's just coming out of nowhere, but it's because of all these toxins. Um, and some inflammatory responses, you can tell that you're inflamed is that like, you know, you have acne or you're getting like eczema or, you know, you just kind of fogginess, like you just feel different things, but there's so many things that actually are corporate. So alcohol is a big inflammation causer, also sugar. So that's why I eliminate too much sugar, obviously, um, tobacco or smoking and, um, you know, not getting enough sleep, stress is a big one. So all of these things are lifestyle things. And that's why we always talk about instilling lifestyle habits and really making sure you're getting adequate rest. Some things I recommend is yes, taking a probiotic is fantastic. Uh, doing daily exercise. So you are draining your lymph nodes of all the toxins, uh, lemon water first thing in the morning or apple cider vinegar that's raw with the mother is fantastic for alkalizing your pH level. But just think about your colon and your liver and your kidneys. Like that is with you for the rest of your life. And all throughout your life, you've been breathing in all these toxins. Why do people feel like they don't need to clean out their bodies? Why do they not need to do a reset? So I always think of it as like a car. It's like you need to tune the oil and like, you know, change things up. So I'm a big advocate and I'm putting it out there, but you guys can do your own research is like colon hydrotherapy enemas. If you ever check out and research Gerson therapy, Max Gerson, um, they've healed and reversed a lot of different high disease and cancers and all these things through cleaning out the colon because it's like the pipe of our body and most people have it clogged up and that's why they have all these allergies and symptoms that come up. Yeah, no, some of the research around that has just been fascinating. You mentioned um, curing some cancers, some other things around that. So I'm really looking forward to linking that one up. I think a lot of my listeners probably haven't dove too deeply into that um, around the enemas. And I've been doing a lot of research. So it's very cool to hear. And then you also mentioned how you start your morning with the water, uh, the lemon, and then also the apple cider vinegar. We just had Brian McKenzie on, who's a performance specialist, uh, and that's how he starts his day. I do the exact same thing. And I know when we were talking about inflammation, you mentioned the turmeric, which I agree that that's a huge help with inflammation. Do you combine your turmeric with black pepper? Uh, I've seen some results there that help kind of really get that into your system. Yeah, that's a great point, Sean. Um, that is definitely a plus when you do that together, there's like a chemical reaction where it actually helps you absorb it better. So yes, I do take them together. I take actually a supplement that has both of them together. 
And it's also in my pre-workout drink. I don't do a lot of caffeine. I know that some people are huge onto Bulletproof and like coffee, which I'm all about like, yes, if it works for you, go for it. Dave is actually going to be on Kitchen Hustle soon too. I know that you had him on, Sean. Um, Yeah, so whatever works for you. I find that I love matcha and matcha powder is like a green tea, a different variety of green tea, the whole leaf itself grounded. That works for me. It's a clean source of caffeine. I don't feel any crashes and I feel great. So do what works for you. Yeah, no, you've got that great recipe up there. Um, I think it's, it's the matcha latte, correct, that you have? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that one is one I have to highly recommend. So yeah, and, and the thing you mentioned is that everyone's going to be different. So one thing you mentioned early on in, in this is that you've got to try different things because something that works for someone might not work for someone else. For sure. And I, I love that approach. And I want everyone to be empowered and to know their body's best. Rather than going to a doctor that you have never met or whatever, it's like, and expect them to know what's going on in your body, get more in tune. Like you should know. Yes, there's a time and place when you go to the doctor, but I feel like before you do all of that, you know yourself best. You know what you're eating, you know what's happening in your life. So, I think there are things that we can do in our own hands before we go to the doctors. So you mentioned alcohol during our inflammation talk. Um, I've got to be honest, me and my wife, we love consuming some wine, some tequila, things like that. So are there any things that you can do around when you're consuming alcohol to kind of help negate some of the negative effects? So I always say if you're going to drink, you know, everyone drinks and I drink sometimes too, is that take a liver detox pill before, which has dandelion root, milk thistle, things like that really help you detoxify, helps your, it supports your liver. So then it's, it's not as hard to process all the alcohol the next day. Um, it keeps you and just stay hydrated. The main thing about alcohol is that a lot of these mixed cocktails have a lot of high sugar. So if you could drink clean, clear alcohol, and then just have a glass of wine or two, Hey, by all means, do it in moderation. There's nothing wrong about it and feel good about it. And to be honest, I had some rosé last night. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a little glass of rosé there. I mean, you've just got so much information on so many different things. I love talking to you. I love in this conversation right now. And you mentioned previously that you're constantly learning. Are there any thought leaders today you're learning from and what are they teaching you? Um, I take a little, little bit of everything from everyone, but I always love doing my own research and I definitely promote and always kind of ask my audience to do their own research. I really want them to feel empowered. I want them to not just take my word for it. I want them to think for themselves. And I know that when I was starting out on this health journey, I was bombarded with all this misinformation. And that's why I started diving deep and started learning, wow, there's a lot of things that are just marketing gimmicks and that I really wanted to do the studies for myself. And to be at the end of the day, I wanted to see how my body reacts to certain things instead of taking someone else's word for it. So yes, there are people here and there. I love Tim Ferriss. I think he's great. Um, There's other people that You know, I think I also study a lot of old school people who've been in the game before. So I think sometimes we get caught up of what's new and we forget that there are some like really good gold mines out there. You just have to look and um, weed out the noise. So that's why Max Gerson, Gerson Therapy, these are people who've been in the game for a while. Hippocrates Health Institute. Um, There's a lot of people doing really great work. And you have to understand that we do live in a society where there are monopolies and there are people who have their own agendas and they are lobbyists to control certain industries. So you have to really bring back the power 
And I'm not getting all Illuminati, but I mean, I want people to just be really empowered to make the best decision for themselves. No, I love that approach and perspective. And thanks for being so honest and open about your approaches there. So is there any ideas you've had over the past year that you've changed based on new research? I know early in our conversation, the one thing that's really changed for me is my implementation of more higher fats and then less fruit based on the sugar. Anything like that that you've changed in your life? Yeah, I was doing a lot of fruit sugars because, yes, I've been on that journey. I was like, oh, I can have fruit, so I'm going to make a fruit <laughs> banana. And then I would be like, why am I so tired afterwards? Because of all the crashes. Um, yeah, I definitely am always changing things up. I've gone through different processes. So, and that's why I think with my approach differentiates from other experts is that I will not ever judge you for where you are. I'll meet you where you are. I don't want to point the finger because I've all, I've been there and I don't, the worst thing you want when you're transforming your lifestyle is to someone point the finger and tell you that this is wrong. You know, I want to guide them. Like this is what works for me, but I want them to find out for themselves. I don't want to ever have anyone feel judged. And that's why I don't promote a specific diet. I'm not vegan. I'm not whatever, you know, but I don't, I don't, you know, disagree with it. I just say like, this is what I do. And if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do it. <laughs> just meet, let's meet together at a middle point. And I'm not like paleo, but it's like, I'm open to different, I eat high fats, I eat clean grass fed meats. But you know, for me, it's all about moderation. No, I love that approach. And I think that approach can be so liberating to so many people. Um, so there's one thing that some of my listeners could implement in their lives to kind of just help them be overall healthier, more successful. Anything you would recommend there? Well, going back to what we said earlier is definitely getting your mind right. I think people don't invest enough time on their mind. It's kind of like you going to the gym, Sean. We all go to the gym to work out our muscles. We have our muscles that you know, if we don't work them out, they're going to lose its shape and then it's going to turn into fat, right? So it's like, just as we have muscles that we work out, like physically, we have our spiritual muscles. And that is like the mental toughness we talked about earlier. When you get in tune with who you are and you're grounded in your, your life work and your mission, you are less easily swayed by the outside noise of the world. So when you can reconnect with yourself every morning for 10 minutes, that muscle, that spiritual muscle gets stronger and stronger and it helps you be in more flow. There's a difference between force and flow. When you're forcing something, you're creating resistance. When you're flowing, you're at ease, you're still doing everything, but you're not kind of like, there's no anxiety there. You're just going with the flow and allowing things to happen. I think when people are going to try to lose weight or trying to find a significant other or to get that job, they put out this energy of like neediness, which I don't agree. It's like, if you know your your value, your worth, and you put in the work, the energy you exude is completely different than someone who's like, I'm desperate, I need this job. Because everyone can feel that energy when you step into the room or when you go on that date. So it's everything is like energy and it comes back to your mind. So I would just say invest in your mind and your mental health. Oh, Charles, just so many great tidbits for my listeners here. One final question before we link my listeners up with everything that you're up to. What are you most passionate about in your life right now? I am passionate about inner peace. To me, inner peace is how I define success. To be able to go to sleep at nighttime, to know that I've done everything I can today, 
and to feel good about the integrity of my work and to treat people the best way and to enjoy this process. Like inner peace is everything to me and to just honor my friends and family and enjoy the process. I think a lot of times we get too caught up on the destination that we forget to. Holy shit, even though you're fucking busy, going back to the awareness of like being present with everything you do, even though I have this going on today or something else, I just want to give you my all and like be present with whoever I'm with and spend those times with your friends and family because at the end of the day, life is short and people are going to go. Make sure that you've been the most authentic with them when you're with them and that you are present. I think that's really important. Oh, Charles, I appreciate that so much. I love how grounded you are. Um, I know you've got a million things going on, so I really do appreciate how present you were during this conversation. I knew you made it the point uh, to be solely focused on that, so I love that. Um, where can my listeners connect with you, stay up to all date things you're doing? Yeah, I'm all over social media at Charles Chen, C-H-E-N as a Nancy TV. And also charleschen.tv has all my recipes and videos. They're all free. So check it out. I would love to talk to you guys. Um, hit me up. Yeah, no, we certainly will link all that up in the show notes. Hopefully they'll be interacting with you on the socials. But Charles, thanks again. I appreciate it and look forward to continuing to follow your journey. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Sean. What got you there with Sean Delaney? Uh, what got you there with Sean Delaney? What got you there with Sean Delaney? Uh, what got you there with got you, got you. Thanks for listening to another episode of What Got You There. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and also share with your friends. Thanks so much. Looking forward to talking with you next time. If you want to stay up to date on all things I'm working on behind the scenes and everything we've got going on at What Got You There, head over to whatgotyouthere.com. You'll also be able to see more on podcast guests and what they're doing. Thanks to Justin Great for providing us the intro and outro song. If you like his music and want to find out more about what he's working on, head over to justingreat.com.